welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Houck, and today's guest is joining us all the way from the UK. JB is a personal trainer and spiritual enthusiast, but today's conversation is diving into how he was able to overcome his anxiety without the use of medication. So he was able to use meditation and different coping mechanisms to be able to handle and manage his anxiety. So we talk all about breathing, we talk about visualization, we talk about how diet and exercise can be great tools to help with anxiety. We talk about facing your fears and we also dive into how to handle a panic attack when it's happening to you. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. JB is a guy who is massively motivated by practicing meditation regularly and also trying to get other people motivated. He's a part-time podcaster. I was on his podcast a couple weeks ago, so we decided to switch roles and now uh, I'll be interviewing him so that we can share his amazing information and his tools to help you guys beat anxiety or have um, a better time trying to manage it. So JB, welcome. Yeah, cheers. Cheers for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, hopefully this gets a few views and listens and uh, hopefully helps someone or motivates them to sort of get shit done. Cool. Sounds good. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about who you are? Obviously, the introduction was uh, pretty much on point. But uh, to go a little bit deeper, I'm sort of 26 years old. And like three years ago, I suffered with anxiety and um, mild case of depression. I was like really focused on running my own personal training business and that sort of went downhill because of shit that was going on, you know, mentally. And I'd always kind of been practicing uh, meditation um, even during that period of time. And yeah, basically just kind of now I've sort of found myself a little bit, got uh, a hell of a lot more motivated through podcasting and talking to other people um, and kind of getting sort of their perspective on life and how they maintain uh, motivated and successful and uh, yeah it's kind of inspired me to sort of pull my shit together and kind of get on with it. Mm-hmm. Now what, what are your earliest memories of having anxiety attacks? I was living quite a negative life as in I was eating shit food, I sacked off going to the gym, I was you know sleeping around with a lot of women um, and just be, being a complete sort of twat. And um, I remember one time I was with a with a girl around around my house, and I was just chilling with her, and suddenly I just felt I can't really. It's so hard to explain, but uh, almost like um, someone had given me like a shot of adrenaline because my heart rate started like pulsating. And I remember in that moment I was like thinking, God, what is this feeling? Like, am I having a heart attack or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? So I asked her to leave. She left, obviously nice of her because I didn't want to see I didn't want anyone to see me in that sort of vulnerable state where I was kind of all over the place like like a deer in headlights and um, the best way to describe it I think is for anyone that's got children for example or anyone that can imagine this is at that moment in time it felt like someone had taken a child from me like say I'm walking my kid along the seafront um I look round and he's gone and you have like 21 questions in your head, a thousand thoughts, your heart rates up. You're like, where's my child? What if they're in the sea? What if someone's kidnapped them? What if they've they've gone somewhere? They What if they're in the road? And it's like that basically a thousand miles per hour, but 
just about maybe something that's going on within like on the inside so for instance my heart was racing i'm like oh am i gonna die am i having a heart attack what is going on so yeah that was sort of my earliest um memory uh, from it and because of that i think that sort of triggered my depression so from there I felt kind of low as in I, I believe like in myself obviously every person's anxiety experience is individual to them and you know as much as like symptoms etc can be the same and similar because I've, I've had friends who are going through it and I can relate 100% sometimes what can happen is you can have that anxiety attack but have a totally different reaction and someone else may start getting motivated and be like fuck this I don't want to feel like that again like what was that and never have to deal with that again whereas for me it was like causing my fight or flight to pick up and I was thinking to myself well I can't escape this because it's inside of me so the only way, two ways I know to stop this happening is like to either go to sleep or to kill myself which is obviously quite deep but that was that moment in time you know I went through probably about six months of this like on and off and I mean, I remember it sounds funny now because um, I was walking my friend's dog because I felt like so empty inside. I had, you know, enough. I felt like I had nothing to love. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. I was, you know, sleeping with women. It wasn't really fulfilling what I wanted. I wasn't really pursuing my goals. I hadn't set any goals. I was just drifting through life. Um, so my friend lent me his dog, who I love to bits and for that like moment for those like couple of weeks i had that dog i had this like feeling of a connection of like love for a while um which sounds really stupid but i just think animals can do that um but yeah anyways back to the story i was walking my mate's dog up to my friend's house and um i was having like anxiety then and i remember walking there i was like gagging through stress because uh, it's like causing my heart rate to come up and i was it was, it was funny, you know, I was just going up to my friends and I don't know why it was being, why it triggered. Couldn't tell you now, like so long ago. But I just remember in that moment, I was thinking, this is fucking horrible. And uh, I knocked on his door and he had suffered with anxiety previously. So I spoke to him for a couple of minutes and then uh, I just got stressed because I was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore for fuck's sake. So I started kicking this wall and released some of that stress inside me. You know, I had a little shout and that which if people had walked by, they probably would have thought I was off my tits um, crazy. And then done. Like after that, I just felt fine. And I thought, wow, like, okay, so I think I need to release some stress here. And maybe that's like one of the many issues which is causing me to have anxiety um, is because I'm not dealing with things that are pissing me off and I'm not talking to anyone about it. I'm just keeping it suppressed. So yeah, those are sort of my earliest memories of anxiety. And when I look back at them now, like I still uh, every now and then have a, have an up and down moment. And I think for me and other people that may suffer from anxiety is try and normalize it as much as you can, because life is full of ups and downs. It's it's not every, you're not happy every day. You know, so for me, obviously, I don't have anxiety every day. Sometimes I don't have it. I hadn't had it for like a year. Um, and now it's slowly started to kind of creep back into my life uh, through bad habits and slipping back to old ways. So, yeah. Yeah, those were those were my earliest experiences anyways. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a couple of really interesting points there, JB. So I want to dive a little deeper into both the dog walking and the kicking of the wall. Were those two coping mechanisms that you ended up exploring to overcome your anxiety? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Basically, like, every time I was at home and I felt anxious at all, um, I'd take the dog out for a walk or, you know, go for a run and just try and relieve some of that, like, tension, um, some of that adrenaline, because obviously when you when you have an anxiety, you know, your body is uh, producing, I believe, is producing, um, like, sort of stress chemicals. So it's going to cause you to start shaking your heart rate, to start pulsating. So, yeah, I would go for a run. Um, I'd take the dog out. Literally, I'd feel it coming on, and I'd go, I'm going out. And um, just getting fresh air into the lungs and that, just going for a nice run and de-stressing definitely had a positive effect on me so yeah I'd say 100% I mean the reason I bought my dog which uh, you saw in my podcast last week is because you know I felt like I needed a companion in life uh, someone who I could walk regularly get out of the house more and and be more social with people um so yeah obviously I purchased the dog and and now he's my best friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're the second podcast guest that has mentioned that, actually. I had another guy who was talking about anxiety, and he purchased a dog as well. So that's great, JB. Now, are there other coping mechanisms that you've used or that you've seen other people use that have really helped them be successful? Yeah, I mean, um, to sort of uh, successfully overcome anxiety um, or to at least eradicate it from your life so it's not every day, Uh, going to the gym like 100% I recommend it to anyone like obviously if people have got really severe anxiety and they genuinely feel like they can't cope talk to someone and you know look at taking medication but before you do that you should try and sort of implement changes into your life that are going to make you feel better about yourself so for example like I said going to the gym going back to the gym for me I was releasing that stress I was starting to I look a lot healthier you know I was gaining some uh, muscle and I was thinking hey you know I look bad I, I look good like I don't look too bad uh, my self-esteem was you know being raised because of that as well as sleep like I'm the worst person for sleeping patterns and that is what fucks me up all the time and I'd recommend to anyone is to get a good sleeping pattern in, in, in place uh, because your body needs that time to recover and also, it's just, you know, fucking relaxation time for, for yourself. Talking about your issues, like, don't suffer in silence. That was the main thing for me. I remember opening up to my mum about it, that I was going through a really tough time. I was having these thoughts about sort of killing myself or uh, just, you know, panicking all the time about nothing. And uh, she actually said to me, oh, well, that's funny. Like, you know, think of it like this. Um, she said, life isn't easy. Like, I've never told you it was going to be easy, but you're a strong mental person. You can get over this. Talk about it when you feel like you need to talk because other people can calm you down as well. And my mum had been through it when she was uh, a lot younger as well. So she really understood. And she wasn't just like, oh, you know, man up or whatever, like the the generic bullshit that uh, some people can say, which personally I don't think helps at all. Um, But what you end up doing is kind of problem solving your own issues because i think with anxiety everyone has uh, some form of underlying issue or problem as to why they're suffering from it so yeah obviously when i was speaking to my mum about it i'd be like i just look like shit lately i don't feel good i'm i'm always tired and she'd be like well you know maybe you should start going to bed earlier maybe you should start going back to the gym and i'm like oh yeah that makes fucking sense now and it's just making you see uh, clear and then you have to implement that stuff into your life 
Um, so I was writing down different things every day, sort of structuring my day, writing down different things. Uh, so it'd be get up at nine, uh, go for a run, come home, cook, read. And I was occupying my time, you know, see friends uh, and surround myself with more positive people. And what I found is that after a period of time, I forgot that I was even going through a rough patch until I thought to myself, oh, I haven't felt like shit for a while, which then triggered me to feel a little bit shit. So it's kind of a catch-22 sometimes with that whole process is that you have to put in distractions as well. In, in short, you know, having having going to the gym, exercising, definitely would recommend it. Getting a good sleeping pattern and planning your days and setting some goals. Having some goals set is that pat on the back that I think people need who maybe feel a little bit shit about themselves. Um, that I achieved something today. Well done, me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those those are sort of the key fundamental, like key elements in my opinion that have worked for me. Mm-hmm. What about meditation? How have you been able to use meditation, and what does your meditation practice look like? When I was having a really bad anxiety attack, or I was feeling a little bit on edge, I would use sort of a different breathing, uh, well, a certain breathing technique for me that would help relax me, and that would be to breathe in, hold it for four seconds. So breathe in through the nose, hold it for four seconds in, and then breathe out for seven seconds. And for some reason, that just relaxed my body completely. And also trying to center my thoughts just on one thing, which is probably the hardest part because your brain is racing at 100,000 miles per hour. So for me, when I was in that uh, sort of going through that emotion and that state, there wasn't I didn't sit myself down or anything. I just literally I'd be in my bathroom wherever I was, but I'd consciously be making a decision, even if I was walking my dog and I was still kind of going through it. I'd just focus on my breathing and I'd count my breaths. So I'd breathe in, count to four and then breathe out and then obviously count as I counted out. And that just centered my mind to focus on my breathing rather than all the shit that was kind of going on. So, yeah, that was how I kind of used it to help me with anxiety. Um, in the sense of meditation for just my own personal self and sort of stuff that I try to do daily, uh, it's mainly for sort of visualization. So uh, I'll sit down in my room um, in total silence. Sometimes I have music. I do like to mix it up a bit um, and I'll just focus on maybe affirmations, which would be sort of repeating a goal that I may have or just sort of anything that's personal to you so it could be just I love my family and you could just keep repeating that or it could be one day I'm going to be successful but as I'm saying the those words I'm thinking in my head I'm almost painting the images out if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um visualizing you know I I might say I'm going to have my own gym and as I'm saying that uh, repeatedly for you know 10 15 20 minutes sometimes um I'm visualizing exactly what my gym would look like and exactly where I want it to be, what equipment I want, how many members I want. So yeah, like, and for for me, uh, meditation definitely had a positive impact on me because it made me more motivated because I could see my goals, plan them, and just give me like a clearer state of mind. Um, and I'm taking time out from myself to just relax and totally shut off and defocus from sort of if you've had a shit day or whatever, you can come home and be like still stressed about work and what's gone on and I found that I'd come home meditate focus on my goals and why I'm doing this shit job and and feel a lot more positive about that Mm -hmm. um but yeah in the sense of 
breaking down sort of the meditation technique i'll just sit on my bed upright uh, usually legs crossed hands sort of in my pelvic region close my eyes and i'd either have music playing or it'd be in silence and for the first i'd set a timer for about 10 minutes depending on how long i want to go for and then yeah for the first sort of five minutes i'd just count to 10 so um i'd breathe in through my nose say one and breathe out through my mouth and say one breathe in through my nose and say two breathe out from my mouth and say two all the way up to 10 and that was sort of the meditation technique i adopted and sort of after five minutes you know you then begin to sort of focus on uh, maybe whatever your personal affirmations are and your personal goals are i think for me it just made me feel a lot happier as well like uh, seeing myself in my own gym and stuff like that it gave me something to aspire to but also made me feel good like i can have this if i really want it i just need to start applying these things that i'm thinking about in a rational state rather than when i'm stressed uh, from work i'm just like fuck my job i want to quit i don't care about nothing and then obviously if i do that prolongs my goals and could could be a bit of an issue mm-hmm. and i would 100 percent agree with that i use that on a regular basis as well essentially with visualization for me i'm doing exactly what you're doing as well jb and just imagining all of the senses associated with it as well so imagining what it smells like imagining what the air feels like imagining like everything that's going on with my senses and then also how i'm feeling internally so i'm thinking about what is it that i want to feel so sometimes when i'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed I try to bring myself back to how is it that I really want to be feeling right now because it's not like we're going to be able to always escape from those emotions. We do need to have the emotions of feeling angry or frustrated, but the quicker that we can allow those to get out and get ourselves back to how we want to feel, I think then that's really the power of the visualization is being able to bring you back to a place of being able to see things clearly. Now, if somebody's in the middle of like a panic attack or an anxiety attack what's like the first step that they should do to try to calm down so yeah for me because like i said like everyone's sort of different but and what works for me might not work for someone else but in from sort of my group of people that we're, when, we've, when we've spoke about it we always just kind of try to get out as quick as we can like so for me i'll go for a run go for a jog and try and switch the way i'm thinking switch my focus and if i'm having that if you're having that panic attack you don't want to be sitting on your own in your room with your thoughts because it's kind of, well, for me, I don't because I feel like it, I'm just going to keep overthinking everything, keep overthinking the issue. I'm going to make myself worse and worse and worse and worse. So for me, I'd go, fuck this. I'm feeling shit. I'm going out and I'll go for a jog, burn off some steam and feel good after. Um, for other people, it may be uh, the breathing exercises so I sort of alternate between the two and that's literally dependent on how tired I feel. So if I feel absolutely knackered, going for a run for me may actually wake me up a bit, but my mind is like, I cannot be bothered. So I end up doing the breathing exercises with the breathing in and breathing out and trying to center myself and focus on one thing. Um, and that usually does the trick for me. But I think an important thing to remember as well is um, no one's ever died from an anxiety attack. And so when I'm going through that and I'm thinking, God, I'm going to die, 
no one's ever died from one so i repeat these things to myself you know to make myself feel try and relax myself a little bit more with with some positive self-talk which is involved in all steps so when i go for the run or i do the deep breathing there's still that level of positive talk there where i'm reassuring myself that i'm fine i can do this i'm strong and um, in most cases, like a, a full on sort of panic attack can only last around. I mean, I may be slightly out on this, but it can only really last around 10 minutes. And that's because your body uh, cannot produce the chemicals for forever. Do you know what I mean? So after 10 minutes, your body will naturally stop producing the chemicals that are getting you the, the stress chemicals that are getting you all fired up, getting your heart rate beating, getting your breathing going uh, a little bit heavy and fast. And after that, your body will naturally start to relax. But then that's when you need to focus on relaxing the mind as well, because you can still be having sort of crazy uh, thoughts or thinking, God, this is horrible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've talked a lot about how exercise has been a powerful tool for you. Now, what about food? Do you think there's certain foods that either bring on anxiety or help with coping with anxiety? I think a healthy diet is sort of... One of the key ingredients for me, I think with anxiety, is you need to focus on many different areas and try and sort in the, each individual issue out ASAP, basically. But diet with diet, I think it is definitely one of the key key ingredients there, because if you eat in shit, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to look like shit. And some people associate food with happiness, but that's where they're stuck in that cycle of like. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Austin Powers. He's like, I eat because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And uh, I think like when you start having good quality food that's beneficial to your body, um, you're getting, you know, your, your vitamins in, your magnesium in, your proteins in, your body just works better. You know, if your body's like a like a machine or a computer, you know, you need to. Uh, clean it keep it maintained you know oil it if it's a car y your body's no different it's just we seem to think it is so we'll feed it shit and then be like one wondering why we feel like crap and it's like well because it's not getting what it needs you know if you lock yourself in a in a dark room for a month and don't see any sunlight you're probably going to feel crap because you've got lack of vitamin d like your body needs it so yeah diet for me i changed started to change my diet started to eat a lot more vegetables um and have a, a lot more blueberries and um, they were like really good my my mum bought me loads of blueberries and i was having like blueberry smoothies with like fruit um and just sort of mixing it up a bit i just felt fresher more energized more ready to go and attack the world and more positive and everything rather than you know you have a mcdonald's and you feel guilty about it you're like i shouldn't probably shouldn't have had that i know that's no good for me and then you're hungry two hours later so you you scoff down the food you know you scoff down something else you know obviously we're not robots like us like we can't just always eat healthy but we should definitely have everything in moderation but sort of maintain eating your greens, eating your proteins, eating your carbs and uh, focusing on getting good quality nutrition in you. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts then on healthy fats to help with uh, anxiety? There's been a lot of research, I think, supporting it recently and emergence of keto and emergence of just high fat diets. So have you seen any correlation between eating healthy fats and the operation of your brain? To be honest, it's not something I've personally 
experimented with because I've never been like say a fish fan or you know anything like that in in trying to get some some healthy fats in me but if the data is there like the guys who are producing this data know a hell of a lot more than than what I've do and probably have done a lot of trials with people and in focusing on having sort of healthy fats and, and sort of what reaction that will have with the brain and produce enough chemicals to uh, maintain sort of a more positive vibe and reduce the anxiety you have in your life. The flip side to that, for me, I feel like anxiety was more of a, a spiritual thing um, in the sense of not achieving what I need to achieve and not doing what I need to do. Whereas obviously a lot of the scientists and uh, studies that are out there nowadays, it's they're it's quite a bit more of a physical thing, like changing your nutrition and exercise, which definitely 100% would work. Um, but yeah, with the fats and that, it wasn't something I personally tried. But if the information's out there, I recommend people to try it because that may work for them. Excellent. Now, I want to get talk about fears. So in terms of fears popping into somebody's brain, whether they are realistic fears or unrealistic fears, how do you go about facing them versus running away from them when they pop into your brain jb for me i wrote down like a list of positives so like i said with the anxiety thing where it's like no one died no one's ever died of an anxiety attack that was like i'd, I'd read it so i'm going through that moment i'd look on my phone on my notes and i'd be like no one has ever died of an anxiety attack so i'd try and eliminate that fear of thinking i'm gonna die because of this and if you have like a fear of flying my mum has a fear of flying and she uh, has anxiety obviously before she's going to fly in that and so she tells herself I'm not having anxiety it's excitement because uh, the two correlate what your body does when you're really excited is quite similar to what, it, what happens when you're having anxiety if you know what your fears are always try and make a note of uh, the the flip side of it the positive on that side of so if it is flying, where you're going to end up going, what you're going to end up experiencing, if it is dying in that moment, it's, you know, accepting that you're not going to die because of an anxiety attack, um, whatever it may be, it's finding the positive in that situation and repeating that to yourself over and over again, constantly. I mean, for me, I would be like, oh God, I'm having a, I'm having a fucking heart attack. So I messaged my friend and it's kind of funny. Um, I messaged my friend and I was like, God, I'm scared, mate. Like, I think I'm having a heart attack. And he was like, well, how long have you been feeling like this? I was like, 10 minutes, mate. And he was like, if you was having a heart attack, you wouldn't be messaging me. <laughs> and I was just like... I just started laughing. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously it's so painful. You'd be like, I need to go to the hospital. like, Or yeah. you'd just drop on the floor. like, You know, so it's about, for me, having the positive to that fear. So whatever that fear may be, try and imagine and tell yourself what you're gaining from it or why that fear isn't going to happen, what you're gaining from that flight, what you're gaining from achieving that massive goal that scares the shit out of you what you're gaining from investing a fuck ton of your money into a business because that can also cause people anxiety it's like fuck me i'm going to be about loads of money i've just bought a mortgage like this is going to be loads of stress for me i'm very anxious i'm gonna you know i might be in debt i might lose my house and and try and think of what you're gaining from that situation and, and visualize those positives Mm -hmm. I love that. That's that's awesome. Now, one other thing that I like to do with that is I like to imagine all of the possible outcomes. So I like to kind of make a list of like 
what is the best case scenario and then all of the various things that would work my way down to the worst case scenario. So when something is about to happen and I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be, often just working through all of those possibilities allows me the ability to say, okay, you know what? We don't have the best outcome that comes from this situation, but we also didn't have the worst outcome. So We didn't die. We were able to successfully get to the location that we were headed to. And I think even just having those various outcomes that you've considered in your mind allows you to not only see the positive and the negative, but also see all of the possibilities of what could happen in between. Now, what about social media? Do you think social media plays a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a role in terms of anxiety or in terms of feeling inadequate? Uh, 100%, like 100 and. 10,000 billion percent I would say yes and that's because we're always seeing say Conor McGregor or whatever um, living this lavish lifestyle and having all this luxurious stuff or these bodies that you know might not be obtainable for everyone and it puts a lot of pressure on women women especially uh, you know men also but um, I think it puts a lot of pressure on people and, and makes us stressed and feels makes us feel like we're underachieving because I mean some people like no disrespect will be happy to work in Tesco's and stack shelves and you know that's it that's their life and they're happy with it and they'll work there for 20 years and hats off to them you know and social media probably doesn't bother them when they see someone driving a nice car or some really good looking woman who's working out in the gym but for others we look at that and I'm like, why can't I have that car? And why can't I have that house? I'm still living at home with my mum. Like, this is bollocks, you know? So you have that negative, um, you, you see it negatively. And I think a lot of people, because of social media and it's not been around like that long when you really think about it, is having some sort of subconscious effect on maybe how people view themselves because we feel like, oh, we need to look like this. We need to have the big J-Lo, uh, Kim Kardashian bum. Uh, this gorgeous Hollywood body when really what we need to focus on is being healthy and happy in our skin mm-hmm. um, and and content content in our situation and that's not to say that we don't want to we don't need to aspire to anything more we don't need to get a nice bigger house and provide for our family you know one of my main motive like sort of goals is to be well off so I can look after my mum and provide for her as much as I can um so yeah those are like things you can you can do um but we need to still be content in the current situation and be like okay like yeah i'm i'm happy here it might not be where i want to be but look how far i've come and this is where i'm going mm-hmm. uh, um but yeah definitely sort of all the body images and and things like that not for everyone may have like does have some sort of implication i think as well as seeing reading all the negative shit on facebook where someone else is having a rant and you think to yourself god like fucking what a stressful life they've got but you're subconsciously taking this drama in and if you if i talk to talk about it from like a spiritual level you're absorbing all this like negative information and you know that's gonna eventually have some some form of negative outcome if you believe in that obviously so yeah yeah to answer your question i definitely think social media sort of instagram facebook and all of that does have uh, a negative impact and can trigger people's anxieties i mean i remember seeing a video on anxiety when i just overcome my anxiety and it made me have anxiety <laughs> so it's like for fuck's sake you know yeah um but obviously i had my coping mechanisms in place you know my distractions so it, w- it wasn't too bad but 
yeah it, you know you can censor yourself away from it all if you want but i think it, it's not always the most positive thing it's it's how you use it and and uh, how you see things in your your own mind you know do you use these uh bodies and stuff like that to motivate you or do you use them to feel shit about yourself absolutely absolutely now you have a pretty sweet podcast and i want to talk a little bit about that so you have had an opportunity to connect with tons of people and you have self-admitted that you've been trying to find some similarities between the people to try to gauge a sense of the key reasons why people are successful and what it is that they're doing in their life to be successful so in your findings from those conversations what have you been able to find jb so yeah talking to um people like yourself and uh, uh phil deru who's i'd say is like quite a good friend of mine now he's um a strength and conditioning coach uh, american top team working with top ufc fighters and craig valentine he worked he works in the fitness industry with um, Bedros. I can never pronounce his second name. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, when I when I spoke to them, I'd speak to them about you know why are they so motivated and how are they you know getting up all the time and being successful in what they do and working with the top UFC fighters or writing the book and earning money from it. Um, and what it come down to is having that why. Like, why do you want to become successful? Why do you need to? Um, and that why has got to be something extremely powerful to get you out of bed at 6am, keep you up late if it needs to be to achieve that goal. And when you find that why, and that can be, you know, your children, that can be just you want a luxury lifestyle, but it needs to be something really powerful, so powerful that it's going to pull you out of bed in the morning, it's going to keep you motivated and it's going to get you up. And, you know, to say, oh, it's because I want a new car, which is say what I want, that's my why I want a new car. Um, it isn't so it isn't as powerful to draw me out of bed so you need that really strong case for why whether it's provide for a fam provide for your family whatever it may be as long as it's powerful enough to you for you to keep you motivated and get your graft in your bollocks off go do it like have that why that's the first one uh, patience is the second one uh, a lot of people are, that i've spoke to they talk about being patient um, and not you know rushing things too soon or giving up too soon um, it's about doing small things all the time. So doing the small things right consistently rather than doing big things all over the place, um, especially like, for example, with social media. If you post content sort of weekly or daily, like it's consistent, you're going to build a following. If you post every six months or five months, you're not going to get anywhere. So you have to be patient and hope that your following is going to grow and not be disheartened and not give up just because you might not currently be where you need to be. Be patient. Set your goal, which is another thing. So you develop the patience because you want to hit that goal and that goal has got to be massive. It could be whatever you want. So it could be owning your own gym. It could be having a 5.4 million pound mansion. It could be whatever you want that's your uh, that's your end goal and then you want to set in uh, want to put in place small tiny goals all the way up to reaching that big goal and there lies again the the consistency needed so you achieve all these small goals which is going to lead you to the big goal and you have to be patient along the way and accept that you may have some setbacks and have your why so your why is getting you up to the first goal you achieve that goal your why is getting you up to achieve the second goal and you're patient the whole time even though there may be uh, some setbacks or it may not be happening as quick as you uh, want it to be after that it's about 
sort of speaking to these uh, speaking to Phil Derue and Craig, it's having that belief, that one hundred percent belief that you are going to achieve that goal and nothing is going to stop you. Like you, you, you want it. You can smell it. You can taste it. You've seen it. You know that you can get it. Visualizing the steps there. Visualizing the fuck out of the end goal. Like believing one hundred percent and being one hundred percent committed to achieving it. And passion, I think, as well. Like a lot of them have spoke about passion and being passionate about what they do. If your heart's not in it, you're probably wasting your time. Um, so, for instance, for yourself, if your heart wasn't in fitness, you wouldn't probably be as being as successful as you are uh, doing your website, doing your competing on stage. If there's no passion and your heart's not in it, you probably want to sack off what you're doing and find something else and be committed to that, which kind of contradicts the whole giving up part. But you need to make sure you're going to enjoy it because if you're going to do something and you want that mansion or whatever, you need to make sure that whatever's going to get you there is going to keep you happy because you're going to probably be doing it for quite a while. Mm. So, yeah, those are sorts of the the key little uh, things that I've picked up so far. Obviously, um, there's many little sort of personality traits that a lot of people have, um, which I can touch on if you'd like, which is um, yeah, which is uh, sort of like this this confidence and, and this not like but it can be mistaken for arrogance but it's this confidence and swagger where they know where they're going to be how they're going to get there and no one is telling them that they ain't achieving it and and i think that's like a massive skill for anyone that's successful in any field whether it be sport um the top people in sport can probably come across quite arrogant but they they know they're going to win like they visualize it they they think who is this person i'm, I'm gonna batter them around the court if it's tennis or beat them up in the UFC cage whatever it may be but it's about having that unbelievable self-belief and confidence that you are going to get what you want Um, and that is probably the biggest personality trait that I have noticed in the people I've spoke to is that um, they're very committed very forward they mean what they say and they say what they mean and I've learned a lot from them because in myself I would maybe not have that confidence in my own ability or wouldn't give myself a pat on the back for say my podcast or whatever I'd be like uh, it's, it's not good or I want more when really I need to be like fuck me I've done good I'm gonna get where I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna achieve my goal because I've got this confidence I'm doing well now and I need to push forward that's like the the main sort of trait that I've noticed in people mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I would say just as a building point from there, guys, is that is definitely something that I certainly see in people that are successful. And the other trait is that I think people who are very successful trust that they will figure it out some way. So everything is figure outable. So I will dive two feet into something, even if I don't have everything all figured out, even if I don't have the entire game plan all figured out, I will just toss it out there and I will find a way to figure it out. So for example, I'll say like, hey guys, I'm going to release this program on this date. Or for me, I said, hey, I'm going to start this podcast on this date. Didn't have the equipment bought, had no idea what the hell I was going to do, but I just put it out there and was like, it's figure outable. I will figure out a way to make it work. Or I will take a plunge and, for example, invest in a business coach, which was, for me, a lot of money to do that. And actually, it's interesting that you mentioned Craig, because Craig is my business coach. And investing in him was a big was a big investment for me. But I was like, I don't know how I'm going to find the money, but I'm going to figure this out along the way. And I think a little bit of balls goes a long way with that kind of stuff when it comes to being really successful. Because at this point, that, that fear is 
is there and you you're not sure how in the world you are going to figure it out but having a little bit of that I will figure it out some way somehow is the way that you'll plunge forward into being successful with things yeah I mean I can give you uh, an example sort of based on my own experience with that and that would be sort of everything always works out and I've been jobless for you know a year of my adult life a whole year I just didn't want I didn't work and I managed to get by I don't know how I had no no income nothing but yeah I still managed to eat I still managed to live I still managed to pay for my dog's food you know I don't know how I got the money but it just worked out you know whether it be birthday money whether it be doing stupid like shit like gambling my money or whatever but it always worked out life has a way of working out mm-hmm. um for and, and you know and I was getting by then and it's the same now you know I'm employed I'm doing my own podcast I've come a long way since then. I've got a, a regular income. Um, no matter what you choose to pursue and take that sort of leap of faith in or jump in the pool with two feet, we'll always have a way of working itself out for the best in the end. Life will lead you the way it's meant to go, the way you're meant to go. You can have control in it, obviously, but where you are meant to be is where you you are meant to be basically mm-hmm. uh, it's, the, it's the most simplest uh, way to explain it yeah. but yeah life will always work out for everyone um, yeah. for anyone listening to this but you have got to take action on those goals and take those chances but it will work out as you know you explained you you invested a lot of money probably a lot of your time a lot of your hours you know what I mean like grafting away but now it's working out um, mm. and it could have easily gone could have easily gone the other way no doubt but for yourself you know you took a big risk and and it paid off and I think if other people can eradicate that fear and take those risks um, it would work out for them as well you know but it's that mentality as well of investing in something and then working your ass off to to make sure it works which I think a lot of people can buy a gym membership uh, because they want to lose weight, but then they only go to the gym once a week, you know. So you've got to be committed to that goal uh, and it will it will still work out for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can elaborate that a little bit better than I can. Uh, probably my, my words are a little bit all over the place sometimes. But if you understand, hopefully the message comes across to people uh, who are listening is that things will have a way of working themselves out. Maintain a positive mindset take some risks in life and have that goal and go and achieve it. It will work out for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Now, what big projects are you currently working on? Um, so for myself at the moment, I'm currently investing a lot of my time just on uh, building my podcast, which is like building my Instagram, building my YouTube channel, trying to build my Facebook page um, and trying to get sort of really awesome guests on that I can talk to and learn from. Um, So my main goal at the moment is literally to try and earn a little bit of money through podcasting, which I have a Patreon page for. I'm earning $5 a month, which is better than nothing. And yeah, that's sort of my my project at the moment is to try and just break into this podcasting world and uh, hopefully earn maybe a part-time income or a full-time income from podcasting. So that's my main sort of goal. At the moment, obviously, I'm working in a gym. Um, and I'm just focusing on sort of trying to personal train people and, you know, help better people's lives as much as I can. Try and, you know, support friends, uh, overcoming anxiety or anyone else. Like I started a, a group on Facebook, which is called um, Male Anxiety Awareness. 
cool and it was just for people local to me where we can come on and talk privately about you know if we're having a shit day and that because sometimes we might feel a little bit too shy to talk about those things in front of women or publicly on the world of social media so Mm. i'm also trying to grow that as well oh that's amazing um, but yeah, those are sorts of the projects. I uh, just wanted to touch on uh, meditation quickly just to tell you about sort of uh, another random experience, but uh, a really cool experience that really supports how meditation can help people going through anything in life is uh, there was a global meditation. Um, I don't know whether they still do it anymore. I haven't seen it for a very long time, um, but it was called Global Meditation anyways. It was a Facebook group and it was once a month when it was a full moon. Uh, everyone would log online. Um, and we'd have like 2000 people in this chat room and everyone would listen to one guy talking live um, with his friend and they'd play like flute and like crazy weird music. But it'd be all meditative, do you know what I mean? So everyone would meditate together for a whole hour. And I remember before I had that meditation, I felt like absolute shit. And I went on there because uh, a couple of my friends were like, just come on, man. And I was like, I'm not really in the mindset, but fuck it, I'll do it. Went on there, had this meditation for an hour. And the thoughts that were coming into my head in the sense of like imagery was stuff I've never seen before. And it was so nice. And I remember coming out of that meditation and having the biggest grin on my face. And I didn't even realize I was smiling because I was in such a trance whilst listening to this meditation that I couldn't even feel my body. Like when I was sitting, I was so relaxed, I couldn't feel my body. And then after I come out of that meditation, I had this biggest grin on my face. And I was like, wow, like I'm so glad I done that because an hour ago I felt like absolute crap. And now suddenly I feel positive. Um, so, yeah, just touching on that sort of meditation experience, people should try and implement it into their lives because, you know, it relaxes the mind, it calms you, it relaxes the body. But it is something you need to be patient with. When you do it the first time, you're probably going to think this is shit and you're going to lose focus all over the place. Um, but be persistent with it um, and implement it into your lives because it's good to relax the brain. Amazing. Amazing. And I think that experience ta- sounds totally wonderful. And I think in time, people become more of a believer with meditation. I think certainly quieting the mind when you first getting get started with it is very challenging. But in time, you start to see that the benefits grow. And I feel it's the same thing when you start with exercise. You start to exercise and really like you don't feel that good. You might feel okay after working out, but you don't get that like super excitement that you get after doing it a bunch of times when you kind of get the addiction to exercise or like that endorphin Mm. that you're chasing every time that you're going and I think meditation is very similar in that way is that in time it becomes better the benefits become that much more you become that much more connected to what it is that you're trying to accomplish so thanks for sharing that that's super cool so let's get some information for the listeners so people can go check you out where can people find you online if you want to tell me all about your YouTube and about your Instagram and Facebook. I will make sure this is all in the show notes, but you can certainly share it with us as well. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so my podcast page is really simple. It's the JB podcast. Uh, you can type that into YouTube. It'll be the space JB space podcast on YouTube. Um, and you'll find me on there. I've done 26 or 27 episodes now, not many, but um, I think there's some really cool content on there uh, from the guests, not from me. I just seem to listen and fuck it up usually. <laughs> but um, from the guests, there's, you know, there's some cool stuff on there. There's uh, a 9-11 debate if people are interested in that in conspiracy theories. There's 
uh craig obviously craig valentine really cool motivational uh guy really got me pumped yourself obviously after speaking to you i felt uh really really good um and focused on on loads of shit so yeah i've got loads of quality content on on youtube go check it out if you like uh, my instagram is uh the jb podcast it's all sort of one thing no spaces and uh, my facebook page is the jb podcast as well um you'll find a link to my patreon if anyone does want to make a donation, a monthly donation or any sort of donation to the cause, uh, which would be really, appre- I'd really appreciate um, the links in my videos on my uh, podcast. It's all the same, the JB podcast. <laughs> cool. Nice and easy. And I always wrap up every episode of the podcast the same way. So, JB, how would you like to be remembered? If I was to die tomorrow, I would like to be remembered as someone that made people happy i think that would be my main my main thing that really made me think do you know that (laughs) that's a good question um yeah i mean i think i'd like to be someone i'd like to be remembered as someone that put a smile on other people's faces so basically someone that's made a positive impact in someone else's life that's how i'd like to be remembered i think i love it that's awesome short and sweet i think (laughs) (laughs) no that's perfect happiness is amazing and i love that that's a goal for you because I think that that can uh, that can be some powerful stuff if we try to bring more happiness into the lives of the people that we cross paths with so I just want to wrap up today's episode guys by thanking you JB for your time know that I am very grateful that you took the time this morning well I guess it's probably not morning for you because I think that you're in a different time zone so probably more afternoon for you yeah no correct um thank you for having me like really appreciate it this is my first one i've done on anyone else's um podcast and uh, i really enjoyed it actually even though i was a little bit funny all over the place but no yeah thank you for having me wonderful i didn't realize this was the first time that it had been a reversal of roles for you that's awesome yeah 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 that's why i was i was a little bit nervous which i think uh probably will show to some listeners in it but hopefully i got my message across and uh you were like an awesome host like really good really clear um so yeah loved it thank you you're welcome you're welcome thanks again jb take care and that's a wrap guys thanks again for tuning in know that i appreciate you i hope that all of the information that i'm sharing is really helping you build a strong foundation for an epic 2018 that's it and i'll see you guys next week